The Media Files for July 16th, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. For me, it's 5.22 p.m. on July 15th, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair, so rarely do we have, if it's not Lindsay, I don't I don't know if I've ever had the same host Back to back, if it wasn't Lindsay, but this is the this might be the first time back to back host Sean. Welcome back to the Media Files. I said he got it back to back. He got it back to back, and that's because <laughs> we are, dude. Because you're the Marvel correspondent in the field, and we need to have you back. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm okay with that. I think it's a terrible burden, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it, man. I couldn't expect any old person to do this, but you're the one that has to do it. You know what? Before we get started, I had a uh, I had a devastating loss this week. Yeah, that that was rough, man. My old cat, my uh, my 15 year old cat, Sarge, who uh, hasn't lived with me for some years, lives with my uh, with my mom in Oklahoma. But my my 15 year old cat, Sarge, passed away just a few days ago. But he lived a gosh darn long good life. He was a heck of a cat. Yeah, man, that dude. He was a good old cat. I, I actually enjoyed pretty much his adolescence, if you will, with you and, and yeah. saw him grow up and he was a pretty good little dude, man. He'll be missed. He was. He was he was a uh he was kind of a fierce little thing. He he had a he was had had a very like furry chest and cheeks in a way that he would puff him up and make himself kind of look like a lion. And he kind of had that attitude about him too. He was he was kind of ferocious, but not in a mean way. He would run and jump and pounce. And I remember I would sit in my chair, and if he wanted my attention, he would stand up next to my chair and bite my elbow. Not hard, just enough to like piss me off. Just enough to let you know, man. Yeah, and I'd look down and I'd have to give him some attention, otherwise he'd keep biting my elbow. That's just kind of the cat that he was. But man, he was a good cat. That was a that was a great cat. And we got him and his brother when they were they were small enough to stand in the palm of my hand, and we have to wake up in the middle of the night to bottle feed him and they grew i mean his brother's still alive we thought he wasn't going to live this long because he's kind of got some problems but he's still kicking he's doing good and uh sarge kicked the bucket so rest in peace sarge man good yeah, cat. man rip sarge uh hang on strong master shake you'll be all right master shakes hanging in there but you know what this episode goes to sarge that's not what we're talking about this week this week we're talking about something that just started and we're talking i mean we're going to talk about a couple of things but but a, a big movie release this week i know you and i are both into it can't wait to talk about it we are talking about black widow Black Widow is the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe film entry. 
centering on the story of the titular hero during her exile following the events of Captain America Civil War. Natasha Romanoff finds herself once again in Europe as she unites with members of her previously staged American family to once and for all find and take down the mysterious Red Room, who trains young girls to become world-class assassins. Black Widow was released on July 9th, 2021 in the United States to both theaters and Disney Plus premiere access after over a year of COVID-related delays. It was directed by Kate Shortland and stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, O.T. Fagbenle, Ray Winstone, and a few others. Overall, it's a pretty small cast. This is a, you know, for a, for a Marvel film, this feels very contained and very focused and we'll talk about a lot of why i think that is but to get started sean what are your thoughts on black widow man black widow is amazing for what it was you know it it was a story about a very small piece of i don't know what you want to say in her history or whatever before uh the events of infinity war right and she's on the run after civil war and I guess Thunderbolt Ross is kind of like trying to hunt her down, but he's sucking really hard at it, right? And I really feel like this movie, could, like if you were to take place in real life, it'd be like, I don't know, six days, you know? Like it wasn't even yeah. that long of a movie. Sure. Um, but it just was a short little ditty about her past and. We hear about this all the time in all the movies about Drakov's daughter and about the Red Room, and we never really get to experience it until now. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie for what it was. I'm, I was a little saddened. I wanted it to be better just for the sheer fact that I think Scarlett Johansson does an amazing job playing Bl- the Black Widow, and uh, this did show off some of her chops, but... It just didn't really leave me with the feeling that I wanted, um, but it was it was good. It was a good movie, you know. I agree with you there, and and I think going into Marvel Cinematic Universe films for a lot of movie watchers, especially casual movie watchers, but for myself, I'm a big fan, and I thought this was fine. You know, for a Marvel film, it's not the best Marvel film I've ever seen. I don't know that I would rank it in the top half of Marvel films now, but it was fine. I definitely enjoyed it. Now, Lindsay and I did go see this in theaters, and I think that it it benefited being watched in theaters. Uh, It is a very large movie, despite it being very small and focused in terms of story. There's only a few actors that appear in this movie. It's, It's very kind of enclosed and claustrophobic in that way. But in terms of the action that takes place seeing it in theaters was really kind of a ride it is it is a thrill ride to say the least um i i I told Lindsay once we left the movie i felt like this was a mission impossible movie dialed up to 12 like it's so (laughs) it's so over the top some of the action sequences that you get in this movie are just way over the top and you know, even even in the sense of it being a Marvel film where very crazy stuff happens, right? We've had time travel. We've had shrinking and growing of human beings and aliens and gods. Even in the sense of it being a Marvel film, it felt pretty unbelievable to me in a lot of the action sequences. I was like, oh, okay, how many how many buildings and windows do we jump out of and fall X amount of feet? 
and still be okay, right? And still get up and walk away from it unscathed, unbruised. Um, now, that being said, I really did kind of enjoy some of the bigger action sequences of this. It was a lot of fun to watch. And like you said, I think the acting performances on this one may be some of the best that we've seen out of Marvel up to this point, especially, like you said, from Scarlett Johansson, but also Florence Pugh. She is a tremendously talented actress and really gets to show off some of her chops in this movie. No, absolutely. I mean, she does a great job. Job. Uh, I think I think honestly, and, and this is not me trying to poop on Ray Winstone or anything, but she did not have an equal and opposite force as far as the acting and interaction for for her in this film. And I think that's ultimately what hurt it for me was there was not a whole lot of development of the villains and it didn't give her an opportunity to have contrast. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you're amazing and that's great, but you're standing figures above everyone else in the film. And then right behind you is Florence Pugh, who did an amazing job. And obviously they set her up to continue on into phase four and be the next Black Widow uh, of the, you know, Marvel franchise, which is fine. It's just right. Other than that, the movie did no no favors for anybody. And I agree with you there. This this is a movie that in many ways is centered on the women of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are there's a lot of talk about how they groomed these girls into becoming assassins. One of the things that it's been brought up before but actually really kind of gets brought up again to a much deeper level in this movie is the forced removal of the uterus and the ovaries of these black widows of these assassins. And they and humorized it a little bit, which I thought was a little suspect. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of softens the blow of just how serious that is of a of a thing to bring up. Um, but they, I mean, again, this is a Disney film, you know, how serious do you want to go into, into that topic, right? Uh, going into this movie, but they do bring it up again. And like you said, I think that there had to be some other big, widely explored force that's causing this to happen. Instead, what we got was, I mean, a Harvey Weinstein, right? Ray Winstone is, for all intents and purposes, playing Harvey Weinstein here with young girls surrounding him. He's he's raising them up and grooming them, and he is evil almost for the sake of evil, right? Yeah. He's not even a smart villain. Uh, and going into some spoiler territory here, the entire salvation of this film, the entire end of this film, revolves around him being stupid enough to tell the entire plot, his entire plan. And that's that's always a bad way to kind of resolve the conflict of a film. And it's exactly what happens here. He does the the villain speech of, well, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. And that's how the movie is saved, because he was stupid enough to do that. The men of this movie are unfortunately kind of bumbling, uh, kind of kind of just there for the sake of their OT Fag Benley's character ends up kind of being the one saving grace, even though he kind of turns out to be lazy whenever he gets the chance to be uh, David Harbour's character as Red Guardian does absolutely nothing throughout this film. Uh, just absolutely nothing. He's there for some humor. He puts on his costume and then once is in costume does nothing has has no part of this film. And so that's kind of a disappointment to see, too. Not that there needs to be male characters, but they were there almost just to be there when they didn't have to be no i agree with you i mean i i think it's important to recognize the family dynamic of black widow um it, it kind of 
makes you think, okay, it would have been better to watch this before Infinity War and Endgame because you would have seen how the Black Widow character arrived at calling the Avengers her family and treating him that right, way. Yeah. And, and I think that's the disservice that happened to casual fans is they're not going to analyze that. They're just going to see Black Widow as if it came after those films because it released after them. So not that that's a bad thing per se. I mean, everyone's entitled to interpret it however they want, but that wasn't the intent, right? This was supposed to be a building of of the Black Widow character. And that's why I felt like the film itself probably wasn't a good standalone. It would have been better to come out like right after Captain America Civil War. Right. It's it, it almost feels like an Ant-Man and the Wasp type feel like it was more set to build on characters and set other films up than it was to stand on its own. Well, you know, I do think that we have a little bit of closure on the Black Widow character, a little bit of well-earned in my opinion backstory for her because she is a great character and I just think Scarlett Johansson is stupendous. And we do get some well-earned closure and backstory for her here. And I don't I don't mind that it didn't come out after Civil War. In fact, I was I was thinking about had this come out prior to the final two Avengers films, Infinity War and Endgame, I think that Natasha's death in Endgame would feel a little cheapened after this movie. It, it didn't it wouldn't have been celebrated enough, especially considering the celebration of Tony Stark's death. That would have felt a little cheap after we got this huge buildup of her character, I think. So I'm OK with it coming out now in that regard um but i mean you do bring up a good point of how marvel is kind of opening the window of going back and telling stories that happened elsewhere you know throughout this marvel cinematic timeline and telling the stories that we haven't gotten to see right i think we're going to see some of that going forward where was doctor strange during the events of loki that's a big question that everybody's asking now as we've as we've reared on top of the end of loki where was doctor strange during all this and so i think going forward we're going to see some of that backwards play what happened with some of these characters when we weren't watching and i think that's a really cool storytelling device too because it creates such a bigger picture of the marvel universe well i agree it definitely allows the spotlight to be shown on various different characters and it allows them to be important when they need to be instead of just being supporting characters or roles. And that's cool. I, I, I respect that. I guess the only thing for me moving forward is I'd like to see them have a little more time. And so if they're going to have a Black Widow film, I feel like should have been a little longer maybe a little more uh you know i don't want to say deep or anything but uh, the taskmaster character i think was a a big flop um big swing it, and a miss in my opinion there as yeah, well it, it could have been a little bit more development for the taskmaster character and, and that's very uncommon for marvel films like they do a good job of developing the villain backstory just as much as the the hero and so it, Not it always, felt like to but, me but there was commonly. some missing content there yeah. i think they were going for the big reveal this was all about like the drakov's daughter angle and how um the black widow character graduated from the red room and then uh, i think you know defecting to shield and that was like her big task was getting rid of drakov but 
you know, if she never did. And instead this thing that's haunted her for all these years has turned out to be a lie. And so, I mean, if you take it in that context, that alone was huge. And it, it, it really did kind of show me like, Hey, wow, this character really did grow a lot. And I never noticed an infinity war and end game until I knew like the context behind it. And that was, that was a beautiful thing to see. So I think they did a good job overall. The action sequences were, were crazy good. Um, I really enjoyed that Marvel universe kind of had its own born identity type movie, you know, and, and it, it was cool. I liked it. And I think they're branching out. They realized that they have to come out with different types of films to keep on being successful. Like Shang Chi is going to be for all intents and purposes, a, it's in a martial arts movie, you know, it's, right. it's going to, it's going to be like this generation's Jackie Chan or, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Lee, you know, and, Lee, yeah. Yeah. So those, those types of things. So I'm excited for them to, to take different approaches on their stories. I just don't want them to lose sight of the formula that's made them so successful. And I felt like black widow tried to stray away from that in a sense. And, and it, and it did, it didn't really fulfill me the way that I had hoped, but overall, I think the film was a good film. It was, it was a good film. Like you said, taskmaster, huge missed opportunity there for a, for a really great Marvel villain to put in a film. I think they, they missed a lot of what made taskmaster so important and so special. Um, kind of cool use of taskmaster's powers there but again i don't think it was explored nearly enough to the extent that it could have been i think that taskmaster could have been a really great villain to go against moon knight uh coming up you know the, there's a tv series a disney plus series oscar isaac will star as uh mark specter's moon knight i think that's a really great villain they could have used for moon knight and i don't think they're going to now and that's that's kind of a bummer but you know if you want to watch black widow i don't think you're going to be disappointed i think it's an all right film but don't expect the best one. Expect a live action, kind of serious version of The Incredibles. That's what this felt like to me was The Incredibles, <laughs> just live action and tangentially set in the Marvel Universe. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we give a completely arbitrary rating to. Sean, how do you arbitrarily rate Black Widow? Oh, dude, oh, this is hard. I decided that I wasn't going to really like try to force it. You know what I mean? So I think I'm just going to go with a solid, uh, let's say 7.2 stars out of 10. Red Guardian stars. <laughs> yes, 7.2 red red stars. Nostrova, you know what I mean? You know, I think I think I'm right, man, right close to where you are. I was circling, if I had to put it on a 10-point scale, I was circling between a 7 and a 7.5. I think overall, I fall to a 7 out of 10 rubles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm okay with it, man. Hey, you know, Black Widow, though, just ending that, I, I think if anyone's looking to watch this and have a complete start-to-finish story, that's where you'll be a little disappointed because the film really is primarily leaving the door open for uh yelena bilova to take over the black widow mantle uh spoilers there <laughs> which i'm which i'm prepared for i yeah. i think florence Pugh is just wonderful and, and and that's not that shouldn't be a huge surprise because everyone knew that scarlet joe's character was dead right so but i think taskmaster is not done man i mean we could see taskmaster again i and, hope we do and so i'm i'm not even gonna sit here and say that that's the last we've seen of the red guardian or even um rachel wise's character uh what was it 
is it Yale? It's not. Oh, I can't remember her character's name oh, either. Is it Melina? Melina, I think that's it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, all of those characters could still come back into play. I mean, you know, when we talk about the post credit scene. Uh, that would be a little bit of a spoiler alert because that takes place in present day MCU. Yes. And Stay for the credits. I'm pumped for that. So if you guys haven't seen so that, I'm, I'm not going to give it away. But that made the film feel really good in the ending. Now, before we go, Sean, I want to congratulate you on successfully for the first time between us guessing the ending of a, a Marvel Disney Plus series. You successfully <laughs> predicted kind of not exactly what was going to happen, but the overall scheme of what we would see going into the final episode of Loki. We are going to talk some small spoilers here about, well, kind of big spoilers about the final episode of Loki. Turn it off if you haven't seen it yet. But Sean, you successfully predicted Kang in the final episode of loki congratulations well thank you sir i appreciate it that the credit is not due though because technically we did not meet kang the conqueror what we did was we met a variant of nathaniel richards right. and kang the conqueror it looks just like him but guaranteed and this is going to show off just a just a quick side note this is going to show off uh the acting chops of uh oh gosh who is it jonathan majors jonathan majors yes yes so jonathan majors is going to do a phenomenal job acting because he has to play the same character but different versions of that character and guaranteed we're probably going to see more than one version of kang moving forward i think so yeah that was a, that was a master stroke there because we we saw kang the conqueror but we didn't see kang the conqueror and even the character that we saw that variant of nathaniel richards admitted that he would see you again it's like almost reincarnation you're just going to see so many different versions of this guy and they're all bad <laughs> it's like it's a scientist from the 31st century <laughs> who can do have, anything who wants to start a multiversal war yeah we have a confirmation of loki season two i'm very excited about that and you talked about the purpose of these disney plus shows we now know that the purpose of loki was to set the stage for the entire MCU going forward. That is so exciting. We now have the purpose that the new Spider-Man is happening, the new Doctor Strange is happening, and I honestly think that we now have the entry window to seeing the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all of those characters finally bringing into the Marvel Universe, the Cinematic Universe. I think this is how it happens, and I, just a just a brilliant work-in to going into Phase 4 of the MCU. I'm so impressed with how they did that last thing i gotta say about loki and a lot of people probably won't appreciate this but the best part of that episode was the fact that sylvie kicked loki through a door that was made by a temp pad and took him to a tva that's in an alternate reality than the one that he's used to going to so twilight zone planet of the apes vibes going on there it just sent chills down my spine to see that happen yeah like mobius is like who are you like he has no idea who he is and so that opens up so many different doors like we've talked about the possibility of chris evans coming back and doing like a version of captain america that's different you know we talk about freaking is this the end of tony stark robert downey says he's done but are we going to see another tony stark like everyone always joked about tom cruise playing tony stark he could now 
he could be another version of Tony Stark. You never know. So there's just so many things that can happen. I think the Spider-Man film, the Doctor Strange film is definitely going to set it up. And it makes sense that we've never seen the Mandarin until now because the one that we see in Shang-Chi is probably just another alternate universe's Mandarin. And somehow Shang-Chi is going to get roped into the main MCU universe that we're used to because the Mandarin in the main MCU universe was Guy Pierce. He, he was the one behind aim and was the Mandarin. That was the whole Iron Man three arc. Right. So things like that, you start to think about, you're like, holy crap, how long were they planning this? Yeah. I think the most important thing though, coming out of this is we know we will get Owen Wilson back for season two and maybe finally get a wow out of him. Wow. 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 <laughs> That's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of the media files. And thank you again, Sean, for being here this week. Hey, Thank you very much for having me. Love you guys. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow. And special thanks to Brian for technical assistance. Do not forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to, and maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.